1: The wait is over. The Walking Dead is back. Don't miss the extended 10th season featuring six new episodes, each focused on different favorite characters. Get ready for high-stakes showdowns, emotional reckonings, and more info about your favorite Walking Dead survivors. Start watching the latest season today and catch new episodes of Season 10 early with AMC+. From season binges and exclusive content to early access to new episodes, the best Walking Dead experience is only on AMC+. Plus. Get lost in the Walking Dead universe today. Available ad-free and free and on demand. Sign up at amcplus.com. AMC Plus. Only the good stuff.
0: Hello, darling. It's me, Tassianos, host of the ongoing comic book discussion podcast. And if I got a Halloween treat for you... This October, I am hosting a horror comic marathon for 31 days. That's right, my frightful fiends.
2: Every single day, from October 1st to October 31st, OCD will review a horror comic to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured.
0: You can follow OCD on Instagram and OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. It's going to be a hauntingly good time, so be there! Or or just... Just be there, ooh. Hello, and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we reach back into your childhood, pluck out a movie, and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade, and welcome back. You watched it so many times before and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it and now you show it to your friends and they're like, what? What am I watching? Why? Th- what is What? This? Why? What Why I this film? film? And I am joined today by Ali and Anne from the Girl Crush podcast. Hello! Hi! Hi! Thanks
2: so much for having us
0: absolutely thank you for coming on i'm very excited because your chosen movie is 1994's the little rascals the imdb breakdown alfafa is wooing Dala and his he-man woman-hating friends attempt to sabotage the relationship so why this film i think this, this is, is what a what really you're... i'm sorry God. go ahead <laughs>
1: Uh, I was gonna say this is a a really iconic movie. I think that we grew up with. Um, I honestly hadn't rewatched it until like last week. So uh, a lot of throwbacks and a lot of things that totally went over my head as a kid. That now I'm like,
2: oh, interesting.
0: <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs>
2: Same here. This was one, a movie that I grew up watching, and I have I have three brothers, and I feel like I had a lot of, gr- like, in the growing up, I had a lot of, like, ew, girls, ew, boys kind of thing that yeah. this movie kind of resonated um, with that, like, when I was little, but I thought it was so much fun rewatching it as an adult. I had the same experience. Like, there were things that totally went over my head before um, that I was like, oh, wow, yeah, there's some jokes in here for the adults who had to watch this, too. <laughs> <Good>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, is that like unanimous for both of you? And did you also, upon revisiting, like you still found the same amount of joy and pleasure out of the movie? You weren't like, oh god, this is aged or whatever?
1: I still thought it was really cute. There were a lot of cameos by famous people that I had totally forgotten about, like a long list. and I don't think I remembered it being so short, you know, it's like an hour and a half. Um, so it's yeah. a very yeah. quick watch, but I, th- I still thought it was really cute, I, for the most part I think it,
0: it, it stood the test of time. 100%. I mean, I, I knew the poster, and that was about <laughs> it. From what I knew about um, Little Rascals was that, as you say, it's very iconically American. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't a massive fuss about it over here, I don't think anyone I know was in the UK, I could be wrong. Could be people emailing me right now, like I I love it. But um, I'd never seen it. I didn't know anything about it. It was very much like similar to this, the the Sandlot. I always bring that up as an mm-hmm. example, where I'm like, that's an American movie. <laughs> um, we didn't have that over here. Um, so it was it was. I had no idea what it was about going in. I vaguely knew that it was based on like these 1930s black and white short films. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the minute it started, it gets you into the sort of the comedy vibe it's going to be, the sort of shtick that they're going with, and it's sort of Bugsy Malone meets Laurel and Hardy meets, (laughs) sort of like, it's it's really interesting. Like, I think the overall message is obviously brilliant because the overall message is women are people. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But um, I can completely understand why, especially as a child, you would lap this up. It's sort of almost segmented with its little sort of like, and oh, now we're doing a fireman shtick, and now we're right. doing a yeah. thing shtick. And, and um, it's so cute. Yes. Like, who are
2: these children? The kids themselves are so cute. They are. Buckwheat and Porky like, are the cutest kids.
0: Literally, they look like they were made in a lab. Yes. Like, they're so cherubic and... Yeah, like their over-the-top cheesy acting, the constant like, (gasps) like faces that they do. Like Dala is just like (laughs) next level. So
2: you literally want to squeeze her cheeks. Yeah, and I, I'm just so shocked whenever I see children actors and actresses in general. But in this film, it's all kids and it's such a big group and they all do a good job and I'm like how yes! do I get these children to deliver these lines like that or make those faces? it's so I just can't imagine like how it must have been on set to like deal with so many kids just like wrangling <laughs> all of them
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, just trying to bribe them with ice cream all the time like I wouldn't know how you do it right yeah
2: and <laughs> during the credits when I was watching on like Showtime so I don't know if you guys got to see this too but um they have they had like some bloopers and stuff and for Darla they were saying like okay don't look at the camera don't look at the camera they had said it like 50 times
0: it was such a brilliant montage of her looking like directly down yeah. the barrel of a lens yeah like, every scene like Britney <laughs> so
1: I'm not a child yeah, yeah I would do the same thing I think oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. stop looking 100%. at the camera <laughs>
0: It, you can't not it, but you're completely right I completely agree I wrote that down like the acting and I read so many reviews where the people were like "Eh, the acting's rubbish <laughs> and I don't know man I think you're right I think it's really solid acting from these kids like especially with the tone of what they're going for yeah I was gonna they say nailed it.
2: maybe because of what it is too like you know it's supposed to be over the top like the way it's filmed a lot of the scenes when they're being like get to that silly like oh here's the Spiderman shtick or like here's the kids running away the the filming becomes different so I think it's what well, it they're going up. for <laughs> yeah it speeds <laughs> yeah. up like the kids are like running around like yeah yeah super it's fast so yeah it is super cute so I think it I, I think why- it works for Sorry. like what they meant it to be for
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. All the ki- all the kids are really strong, and they're all different, and I wouldn't call them stereotypes, it's the characters, the characters are distinct and right. different, and they have their little like <laughs> things that they do, and I, I, do, I was watching it and I was like, I feel like they're nodding, referencing, homaging to the yes. old black and white ones, and I don't get it, but I feel like that's what they're doing. They're yeah. like l- <laughs> winking at the camera at me, and I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I also felt like there was a lot of quotable things from this movie that I didn't necessarily remember were from the movie, but as I was watching, I was like, oh, that's where I got that from. Like, the Ote, like, when they're yeah. doing that. And I was like, oh, that's, I, I forgot that was from this, but, like, I remember oh. quoting, like, Ote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that, when it just seeps into your yes. vocabulary, and then years later, you're like, oh, that's where that's from. Right,
2: that and the, <laughs> so the little, good. like, I got a dollar, I got a dollar, like that song that they do. We used to sing that yeah. all the time as a yes. kid, like Aww. changing the words to whatever fit in. And I, and I totally forgot, like as I started the movie, I was like, wait a second, that song is in here. Like that's what <laughs> that's from.
0: <laughs> so good. Um, and you're right, the amount of cameos. In this movie is insane. It is, and the the people that they get, I did. I don't think I recognized a couple. That you've got the Olsen twins. Yeah, you've got Baby Raven Simone. Yes, <laughs> Baby Raven. Um, Daryl Hannah, which I always find so bizarre because I I know her inside out from Kill Bill. Yeah, <laughs> and so when she's in like a flowery summer dress, being like, "Well, now then, Spunky, that's not a very good thing to do, is it?" I'm like, ah. Oh, Love that really um I mean we can't I think we're gonna have to mention it why is the president of the United States in this movie
1: um because he is actually an actor he, and not a president <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out I don't know but he
0: gave it
2: right he he's made he was in um he had a cameo in I think Home Alone 2 Home Alone 2 yeah two is it okay yeah but, I don't I feel like back in the day before he became president, it was like, oh, like, let's put this guy in because it's, like, some funny cameo, like... Mm-hmm.
0: I think I read somewhere, especially with something like Home Alone, um, I read that he, in order to have permission to film at oh. one of his venues, he had to be in the movie. <sighs> um, and most of the time, he would end up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> but obviously, sometimes he sneaks in, like Home Alone 2. He, it's... I was watching it and I was like, could you not tell from this moment that he would not make a good elected official? Because he's literally playing the rich, stuck-up villain's dad. Yep. He, his line is yep. literally, you're the best son I ever, like, pay, the buy. money can yeah. buy. Yeah, And I was just like... Ah! <laughs> and yeah, I think that, in her it's like... I would not have been able to tell you he
2: was in this movie either.
1: No, I I gasped when I saw him. And in the credits, (laughs) I think he like either spits out popcorn or throws popcorn and there's like children sitting in front of him. I'm like,
0: (laughs) He dominates when they're like, and starring cameos from, and then it like goes through bloopers of the adults, but he dominates. They keep coming back to Donald Trump, like, stealing popcorn and spitting it out on people and other such wonderful pastimes that you would expect from such a man. Like, it's just, yeah, it was really, really bizarre. I have to say, I did see his name in the credits before he came up, so I, I was sort of, like, prepared Waiting for I was it. Like, come on then, where is he going to be? Where is he? But, um, and then just who he was, it was so funny, because I was getting to grips with the names of the kids. I thought he was, I knew he would be a villain's dad. I was like, there's no way you're going to cast Donald Trump and him not be a bad guy. Um, But I thought he was going to be one of the, like, roughneck bullies' yeah. dads, but he was the, like, trash kid <laughs> Like, the worst kid. Now, I say trash kid. I loved him so much. That little Waldo, the yeah, little, yes. like, rich kid. Like... He's a good villain. I was he's such
2: a good villain.
1: I was convinced that he was. I knew he wasn't Macaulay Culkin, but I thought he was one of the McCulkin brothers, and he's not. He just looks yeah. just like them.
0: Yes. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He looks so swish with his little like curled up the hair, <laughs> and he's like, and it was, it was really interesting i'm gonna deep dive into it right now like obviously this movie is about as you've said um gender basically mm-hmm. with the sort of boys v girls i have to say i was a bit taken aback in the sort of opening bits where they were establishing that right. it was like he-man woman hating group and i was like that's strong for yeah. like seven year olds woman hating wow okay and then i wrote some of them down what do they say this little kid just keeps piping up, saying things like, women make me miserable. <laughs> and if he fell off a building, he'd go out of his way to hit a girl, and that's a good thing. Um, just really bizarrely, like, quite vicious things right. against women. Um, obviously, the moral of the story is that women are great and that we sure hang out with them. <laughs> um, but it's it's... I wonder if... I mean, I don't know. What sort of lessons did you take from it? Did you feel empowered by it did you feel that men would what boys would watch this and learn that girls are not icky do you think it's a pre-positioned thing inside all humans or do you think it's societal like I don't know <laughs> Floor's yours for Jenna. me
2: I felt like it was I felt like those lines and stuff were nodding to what the kids may have heard their parents say and I feel like that could be a generational thing, and thankfully we've come a long way from that. So that when we do rewatch it, hearing those things are shocking. Um, but I thought, I thought the lesson at the end was really sweet, and it did make me feel like okay, like they can learn that girls aren't gross and girls can be just as good as guys. I actually love the ending that yeah. that Darla is the one driving that the race car, and then. I love when they are talking about the race car driver that they'll get to meet and they assume it's a guy and then it's Reba (laughs) McIntyre and she's like this awesome race car driver. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. For a movie in the 90s to be proving that point, I feel like was sort of ahead of its time, actually.
0: A little bit. Yeah, yeah, very sort of esmeralda mulan 90s feminism for kids kind of vibes. and do you feel the same
1: yeah i i do feel the same and i really also liked at the end that they make their um club inclusive to the girls and so the girls kind of start coming to the club too and they kind of
0: rename it um i thought that was cute (laughs) (laughs) i loved that little montage where it's like the girl's cool with holding the lizard and he's like do you like dolls and the girl is like no and then the boy is like I do and like just really like simple stuff but I was watching it and I was like this movie has really impressed me yeah with its message and what it's showcasing and I think it's a really important thing to have taught kids in the early 90s and I think it's I'm not going to solely put the progression of society and the generation that we're in on Little Rascals, but <laughs> I think this sort of message that was being seeped into the media that was being shown to kids is probably why our generation is, so assume we're similar ages, is sort of like, yeah, you can do what you want. You can be who you want to be. Like, right. You can absolutely do whatever you want in terms of being yourself and stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's so interesting to take something which, I don't know, because I haven't seen it, but if it was the 1930s, I imagine the gender roles within the original black and white movies were quite strict in that sense. Right. Um, And, you know, I loved that... storm in the thunderstorm scene where it kept flipping between the boys and the girls Mm -hmm. and they were basically having the same conversation about each gender (laughs) but like the girls were in this gorgeous like pink slumber party (laughs) like something out of Greece and the boys were in this like shack (laughs) (laughs) surrounded by like bugs or whatever Yeah, Um, I thought that was really cute because I have to say when I first started watching it I was like oh no am I going to find this really problematic with it's like strict gender roles that it's going to implement and then it was like, no, no, <laughs> that's the point of <laughs> right. the movie. And I was like, amazing, yes, um, so good. I asked... Um, the go- Sorry. Go oh ahead. no,
1: I was gonna say. I also speaking of like flashing, kind of nodding to the original black and white. I really liked that the fashion and the costumes kind of also did that. Yes, um, because they are so old-fashioned dressed, but it's set in like you know the 80s or early 90s, and but they're they have their like suspenders and the bow tie and, you know, the pretty dresses, you know, it still throws you back to that while still, Uh but then, you know, the camera pans out and you see like a Trans-Am drive by and you're like, wait, this is not, this is not set that far back in the past.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think it, again, you see a lot of things where people are like, and confused, or like, why did they make that choice? I think it really helps to define the characters. Mm -hmm. I think it makes them really interesting and, like, unique. It shows us their personality. I mean, just looking at the poster like it's so adorable with like they all have completely different hair and (laughs) dress styles and stuff but then you've got it set in the modern day with the modern values. I love that the parents are like adult copies of the kids. Yes (laughs) so cute.
2: (laughs) And also that the parents are like not there. I thought that was so funny and I didn't really notice that when I was a kid but I was like these kids are just like going all around the town like they're on a robo with no parental supervision
0: yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like cars right but for children yeah. where the entire society is just children yes like, and I'm I'm like, like, did get- there's
2: the fire and no adult comes by like- yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah they just deal with it themselves they've got this right and that's really cool as well because obviously like again with the opening the shtick was like Kids do the darndest things. Right. Look at them being adults, but it was really fun to see them in these like different scenarios. And again, I thought I was going to get sort of tired of it or find it weird, um, but I didn't at all. I was. It was really enjoyable. I loved the bit where they dress up as ballet dancers. Yeah, and it ain't even a thing. Yes. Um, yes. Really so
1: cute.
0: Bizarre. Yeah. And good like as a message because it's never like frowned upon that they did that do right you know what i
2: mean right mm-hmm. right i totally agree and i liked um, that um
1: spanky and alfalfa also weren't embarrassed to to do that it was yeah it was just like a good idea and they both went with it even though spanky yes. was really the one kind of driving home the woman hater thing with alfalfa but then he kind of <laughs> got into it yeah, with him. yeah.
0: Yeah, found a new lease of life, yeah. and then the the like, the tension came from the the frog in his costume, which like <laughs> was brilliant. Um, it was oh, genuinely fine. really lovely bit of comedy. Uh, and Leah Thompson from Back to the Future was there. Yeah. Um, just chilling as an angry ballet dance instructor. Um, so I really liked that, and it's so interesting. Like, if you'd have written that down to me on paper, that scene, I would have been like, Good God, what? <laughs> Um, like, what do you mean they flirt with the bullies? Right. To get, like, that doesn't sound like it's going to be good for anyone. But it, but it weirdly is. Like, they manage to pull it off in a way that it's not offensive and it's not saying anything negative towards right. anything at all. Um, it's just happening and showing that, hey, boys can dress up in ballet and, yeah. <laughs> and that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, I imagine the sort of segmented bits were easier to follow for kids because it's sort of like little segments right um which is why i think it would be a really enjoyable thing for kids to watch um oh yeah the director is the director of wayne's world
1: i did not know that
0: yeah (laughs) Wow. It's directed by Penelope Spheris, and I literally only found that out today oh, who wow. the director of Rainsworld was, and then she came up at the front of Little Rascals, and I was like, oh, hey, uh, Penelope, what's up? That
2: is crazy. It's kind of a 180. <laughs> really, really bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So one One other totally random thing in this movie that I didn't question as a kid, but, like, as I was watching this the other day, I was like, wait a second, what? Like, there's monkeys in this movie. Like, they the ki- the boys have a little monkey and the girls have a little monkey and I didn't even the last time I rewatched it I didn't notice like one of the last scenes when the two monkeys were standing next to each other I was
0: like wait a second why are there monkeys so random there's like a dog that makes sense because I think he's Spanky's dog and he's like part of the gang (laughs) and I'll put a pin in that dog and come back to him in a minute Uh and you're right they have like a little girl monkey and a little boy monkey and they just sort of like are there, and there's... No one makes any reference to them. We only find out the monkey's name in the credits. Right. No one's like, this is Elma, the monkey that we hang out with. It's just there's They don't really serve a purpose, but... No, not at all. They don't help out with the plot in any way. They don't come to the rescue. They don't give a message or anything. They don't steal the pirate's gold or anything. Like, they just are there, and you're right, it's it's almost like an aesthetic choice, and again, yeah. I don't know if there were monkeys in the <laughs> 1930s ones, or whether there was just a monkey on set, and someone was like, stick it in the, ca- stick <laughs> it in the frame, like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Like, somehow it works. <laughs> yeah, and it. I think it adds to this sort of tone mm-hmm. that the movie's going for, where we're in this world that is clearly our own, but also like a sweet child's view. Yes
2: of it mm-hmm. almost,
0: where everything's good and the worst thing that you can do is kiss a girl <laughs> and, like, the worst thing that the girls can do is, like, hang out with a boy <laughs> and just very sort of, yeah, very sort of from the child's point of view. Um, taking the pin out of that dog, that dog <laughs> was there to alert me <laughs> and us every time there was, like, an adult joke. Every time someone, like, so there's there was three that I clocked. He was like, the girl, this girl came over, and I showed. Her, I whipped out my lizard. Yes. <laughs> and the dog like looks straight to camera and rolls his eye and goes like, "Oh." And I was like, "I agree, dog. That was not cool." Um, and then he says something else later as well. Uh, oh, he has the like erection joke with his like hair, oh, picking up. And again, the dog yes. on the bridge is like, "Oh." <laughs> to camera. Never knew that
2: as a kid. Like.
0: Yeah, probably it's one of those made a that lot of alfalfa jokes.
2: Like, if someone had a piece of hair sticking up, like, we would call them alfalfa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, totally forgot about that too. And that's like
1: the opening scene of the movie. And that joke yeah. happened, and I was like, are there a lot of things in this movie that are going to be like this that I totally forgot about or didn't know at the time? Um, but that yeah. was that was really like the major adult joke, I think, of the yeah. movie. They just get it out yeah. of the way
0: at the beginning, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if they did it to try and appease grown-ups to be like, we know you're here. It's yeah. a dick joke yeah. to like ride you through. Like, we'll throw you one at the end as well. Um, I think there was one at the end. And again, oh no, it was at the very, very end where they were all like, "Hey, girls are allowed back in." And the last shot we see is that quite terrifying cgi eye roll that the doctor does. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> A um, little bit dated CGI. Yeah, that band. one. That one is pretty dated. <laughs> and the um the the ball at the very beginning that's falling through the sky for some reason was CGI. I was like, what? Why? Just have a ball, right? <laughs> like, they're pretty cheap. They right? could have just done that. <laughs> so bizarre. Did you uh, like when you were kids? Were you? It feels like the type of thing that I could imagine kids being like, as you've said, like. I'm Dala, I'm Falfa, I'm Spunky, while you're, like, playing stuff, and you want to, like... Did you want to, like, imitate them? Or were they, like, too almost too young on the same level as you? Do you know what I mean? Like, no one yeah. wants to imitate Baby Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> but people want to be, like, Han Solo.
2: I don't remember ever imitating them specifically, but I more so remember bringing up things from the movie, or, like, like bringing up the quotes, or... Or like I said, more like what they look like. I feel like I remember those references, but not necessarily playing the parts. I don't know, Anne, if you yes. thought, if you had a different experience. Yeah, I think
1: for me it was less about um, the characters inspiring me to want to be a character as much as, as it was like wanting to have the kind of imagination and things that they had, like a cool fort and the yeah. little car and, you know, that sort of thing, you know, Obviously, we did a lot of that, maybe that's just a little kid thing, but that's very inspiring to see other kids who, like, have a neighborhood fort together. Um, I remember doing that with like, my... Like, I want a club. Yeah, doing that with my neighbors yeah. when I was little, um, after seeing... Definitely after seeing this movie, so...
0: Yeah. Right that's so cute it's like inspiring community between <laughs> yeah, like yes. children yeah honestly their clubhouse is immense like it's oh, so yeah. good yeah. Like, how it's did they like possibly get that proper thing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> super great um
2: i also love yeah. that they had like the kids were pretty smart in the sense of like from a kid's point of view like when Obviously, when they put out the fire, I'm like, "What? How did they know what to do?" Okay, but then also, like, when they were when they had the fair, and I think it was buckwheat and pork, buckwheat and porky, who were like, "Oh, we need a way to get some money. Like, let's just set up here and ask people for admission." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Wow, that's a genius move for a little kid." It is,
0: and they made like five hundred dollars right. or something. Like, <laughs> and then you sort of assume because they're, they're um. They're like house, the hut, clubhouse gets uh-huh. burned down in the in the opening, and uh-huh. they're spending the whole movie to try and like rebuild it. And they go to the timber yard, and they're like, "We've got like twenty cents. What can we get for this?" Yeah, obviously like a piece of sawdust. Right. Um. And they they win the five hundred dollars in the in the go karting race, and um. We don't see them rebuild a new one. There's just sort of a new clubhouse, right? But yeah. you, you know that they built it. Even though you don't know how they yes. were going to build it, you know that they built that. They did it themselves. Yes. Same yeah. way they built the go-kart. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I'd completely forgot, because it's, it's sort of mentioned in the beginning, they're like, here's our go-kart. The whole sort of side bully quest is for them to get the go-kart, right. and they manage it, and then they have to build a new go-kart. But I was still preoccupied with the other stuff that was going on. So when we finally get to the third act, and they're like, it's go-kart time... <laughs> I was like, I am genuinely so excited to watch this because it's the early 90s. There's a bunch of kids doing go-karts. I'm getting, like, pod racing vibes from The Phantom Menace. Like, there's going to be hijinks. There's going to be signs moving around. Like, I'm so pumped. Like, all I asked for, really, from all I wanted more was a little bit more, like, dramatic differences between the different go-karts. Like, I wanted... A go kart that was like they were underwater. <laughs> I wanted a go kart where it was like kids that were like super into World War Two or something. Right, you know, like they just could like have really. A further. Yeah, like massively like wacky races, sort of totally. vibes. But I kind of got that. They're they're very sort of distinct go karts. They all have their little tricks up their sleeves. Right. I was just like, this is like pure entertainment. Yeah, like, like a silly
2: straying on the back of like one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I also
0: it's
2: just all just very innocent. imaginative. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And like they had the the thing to put out the the flame. I'm like how yeah. ha- she just happened yeah. to have that on her go-kart. <laughs> the
0: fire extinguisher. Yeah. I have to say they got me for a bit. They like she was like pull over. I'm not finishing this race with you. And they do a lingering shot of her on yes. the side of the road and him driving off, and I was like, that was weird, why did they spend so long showing us that? Right. Honestly. <laughs> and it wasn't until she put the thing out, and I was like, oh, that's... So it's cool. her! <laughs> it's like switched, it'll be her. Um, and I love that Alfafa realises it, yes. Well, like, um, oh, God, what's his name? I keep wanting to call him Spunky. Spanky. Spanky. Um, <laughs> Is like, Excuse, I'm trying to extend an invitation <laughs> out to our new friend here that's not a boy. Yeah. Hi boys. She was so funny. I love that. <laughs> she was so like, and it, the joke is that they sort of speak like adults. Right. It does kind of work. Like I do find that really enjoyable. And when Aha <laughs> has this little speech at the end, where he's like, actually I'm quite loquacious. <laughs> I have a very functioning vocabulary. Yeah. It's like, this is genuinely uh, like really fun. <laughs> it just like shatters
1: so many stereotypes and Surface level perceptions that you have of people yeah. in like such a yeah. subtle, cute way, right? To like not yeah. underestimate people,
0: yeah, definitely. It's honestly like in terms of messages, this movie is like a full of them, and b they're all really strong and positive. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, I think when I was like, oh, a nineteen thirties remake, like, oh dear, in the early nineties, what are we, what are we gonna have here? And like, I think the people that did this cared about what they were doing, thought about what they were doing, mm-hmm. and loved what they were doing, like I really got that vibe from it. So, I found it really interesting how on Rotten Tomatoes, most of the films I like have this, the critics consensus is like 20%, and then the audience consensus is like 75%, <laughs> <laughs> like shut up, it's a good movie. Right. <laughs> Um, But yeah, anything else you guys want to bring up?
1: Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I think this just really stood up, and it's a movie I would actually choose to watch again, even now, having rewatched it now, I guess, as an adult. um, that It's it's still really cute. I would probably show it to my niece and nephew. I think they'd
2: get a kick out of it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say this the same I feel like if I if I have kids one day like I'm like oh I could show them this movie like there's some movies that I've like now and I rewatch I'm like actually maybe that's not that g- great for kids to watch um but I feel like this is one that you could show and still like have they would enjoy it I think that part stands up and then also I think the lesson stands up
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely I think that it's a real enjoyment and I can imagine as a kid watching this as you sort of said the you're looking at them and you're like I can do anything. Yeah. You know, they've just they've just stood one on top of another and got into a bank and tried to get a loan from I Mel Brooks. Love like that. Yes. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. And there's, there's... And I love that he immediately knows their children. Right. <laughs> but he like gives them a chance and he's like, What's your account number? And they're like, Seven And he's like Seven. And he's, like, Seven. And he's like, try eight. Eight Okay, that's enough. Your children, get out of here. And I
1: Second. I know. I love that, you know, there's not a lot of live-action
0: children's movies anymore. I was thinking that as I was watching it. I was like, this seems directed at boys because the majority of the cast is boys and it's about hating girls. Um, So I'm interested that the two women I'm about to talk to have chosen (laughs) this as their movie. And then I was like, well, what kind of movies were for girls, especially in America, in this sort of same era? And then I was like, it's mainly animation. Right. Mainly musical. Often about the girl just being like, "God, I wish I could get married." Right. Um. So like, I was like, "This is a really interesting movie as well as a really interesting choice." But yeah, you're completely right. I can't think of many live-action movies in this sort of vein, especially the with same almost time.
2: almost an entirely kid-led cast. Yes. Like, there's yeah. a lot that have families where the kids have a large role, but this it's like the adults definitely take a backseat in this one.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so exciting mm-hmm. and so cool. It's like very sort of Bugsy Malone yes, um, with the sort of kids leading these sort of weirdly adult <sighs> lives. Right. But unlike Bugsy Malone, it's a bit more grounded and a bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not like a gangster movie. <laughs> it's just sort of like <laughs> kids being kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, but yeah, yeah, and you're completely right. Like, often... The other, the only things I can think of, they often tended to be animal-focused movies where it'd be Mm -hmm. like, the family gets a dog and the dog's a piece of shit. Or like, (laughs) hey, the family fosters a mouse and the mouse is (laughs) stupid. Like, I hate, I hate those (laughs) movies so much. Glad we didn't pick Stuart Little. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what my beef with Stuart Little is, but if I ever see him, like, he better run the other way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I really can't stand him. That's um, amazing. But yeah, this was this was really unique and I mean I'm I was about to say interesting why no one's sort of taken up on it as an idea since the the original and the remake. But then I was like, well isn't the rule never work with children and animals? <laughs> and like this is purely oh. children and animals. Right. <laughs> Um, um, and I think the director was quoted saying that, like, you know, it was a struggle because the kids, like, couldn't remember their lines and, like, like, looking directly into camera. So I imagine it would be sort of hectic on set, but mm-hmm. um, if you pull it off, it'd be really good.
2: Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that you enjoyed it, too, because I was, like, I was curious once I knew you hadn't seen this movie, um, and it's, like, a nostalgic thing for us. I was so curious how it would play out for you not having that nostalgic factor,
0: so... Oh, of course! Yeah, and I think the minute I started watching it, I could, I could feel the nostalgia without, without personally having it. I was watching it, and I was like, I can totally imagine people coming back to this are going to be filled with such a sense of like joy and nostalgia because it is just so innocent in the best way possible. Not like when you say innocent, I often think of like you think of the opposite of innocent that you're trying to combat from. Do you know what I mean? You think of like gross, oily yuckness and like the innocent is like, ooh, away from that, like ignorant almost. Uh But it's innocent in the sense that it's like, it's harmless and it's joyful and it's just trying to have a good time. And that feels so safe and nice, especially in like this current climate of the world. (laughs) And it's just a really sweet little movie that's not doing anyone any harm um and i could really feel that so i was like i'm already because i was interested as well i was like what is this (laughs) um as i've said uh but no yeah instantly i was just sort of like you know what i think they got a point here (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they're onto something
1: the kids get into so many shenanigans but like no one really gets hurt and it's yeah, kind of nice yeah. that maybe with the exception of Waldo everyone has a friend in the movie so like yeah. there's no like real outcast and it's just very comfortable and i think it just sends a good message to to kids and adults
0: definitely and it's interesting that the the main sort of primary antagonist also comes with this idea of capitalism and money where it's like Mm. that doesn't buy you happiness you can't buy a girlfriend you can't buy friendship like as you say even the bullies were friends together and Mm -hmm. like they they were just jealous of the friendship of others i guess there's there's so many rascals in the first like scene and they're like you two are not allowed in here (laughs) but these 45 others (laughs) get in, (laughs) like, so I can understand why they're like, we need to take their, like, go-kart, because this is unacceptable, I loved the, um, I was a bit taken aback when Alfalfa was like, usually I'm a lover, not a fighter, but today I'm gonna make an exception, and I was like, strong words, I love it, and then he punched him into a puddle, and I was like, oh, (laughs) okay then, all right, I guess okay I'll allow it you're i like, not condoning violence but also that was pretty good <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was fun but like this I did not expect that from you um having been with you on this journey and then the other bully is <laughs> so brilliant he turns around and he's like uh allow me and he like tosses himself into the puddle I thought that was gorgeous the kid that plays Alfalfa from the looks of IMDb, considering the majority of the children uh-huh. still have their black and white headshots from this movie. Um, and a couple of them have adult headshots indicating the uh-huh. that their careers continued. continued. Um, whether by choice or not, I do not begrudge anyone that is a child actor and then doesn't want to continue. And I know that the industry is very difficult, but Alfalfa was a highlight. I think mm-hmm. he really was a standout performer within the movie. Perhaps yeah, it's because he had more to do, but I thought he was very, really, very really good.
2: Yeah, I agree. He's actually in another movie that I watched when I was a kid called The Stupids that I'm pretty sure, like, nobody else has heard of. It's another kind of, like, slapstick, really silly movie that he plays. Um, it's, like, a family, and he plays the little boy in it. And I loved that movie, too. So I think it might be in sort of, like, that same vein of that silly humor. hmm oh,
0: oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Me either. That's so cute, but... <laughs> He's got he's got a legit headshot, so it looks like he's um, his name's Bug. Bug yeah, cool, really bizarre. I wonder huh. if that's his stage name or his uh, normal name. I know, I wondered uh, that Blake too. Blake McKeever Ewing, who plays Waldo the villain, is very attractive. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I googled all of them too. I was like, what are they doing now?
0: <laughs> what are they up to? Yeah, and um, I think they did a a good job from what I've read and from what I've seen um getting them to look similar to the original cast mm-hmm. oh. to sort of get those personalities across um as much as possible. Um I do feel sorry for that poor dog that clearly had like a circle like drawn painted on. I can only assume is like mascara or something. <laughs> I did think about that. Um <laughs> but it's you know it 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 looks good and it's kind of iconic it's a it's a very iconic poster uh uh-huh. i'll give it that um but no i i i was surprised at how much i really enjoyed it and how fun and just completely harmless it was you're right no one really gets injured even though they're literally like <laughs> falling off things all the time like <laughs> the thing gets set on fire and everyone's just like oh no how do we deal with this right and they just sort it out and it's fine um but yeah Halloween costumes for 2020 because they'll come across well on Zoom so
2: <laughs> yeah that's so true that's a good one
0: <laughs> So you gotta think about this year like oh, what's yeah. what's a good costume from the shoulders, the shoulders up. up right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so thank you so much for for choosing this because it's it's been a really great opportunity for me to actually sit down and, and put a film to a poster. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks you for, so having, much for having, us. having us. So fun. Absolutely. Um, so the Girl Crush podcast. I think you've just finished season one. Is that right? Yes. Nice. Tell us all about it. Ellie, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we <laughs> weren't sure we. which
1: one was gonna go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go for it go, Allie. oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, um yeah, so our show is called Girl Crush Podcast, and we just wrapped up season one where we reviewed and ranked every Jennifer Aniston movie, um, and we rate each film based on five categories: the plot, uh Jennifer's acting, her character, a Would you watch again score, and a bonus category for her hair because let's be real, it's always pretty flawless, um.
2: <laughs> Uh, Allie, you can do the next part. Okay. Um, so yeah, we actually started this because we saw a, an article from Marie Claire ranking some of Jennifer Aniston's movies, and when I saw it, I was like, mm, "I don't think these rankings are really on point." So I sent it to Anne, and I was like, "We could do rankings that were better than this." Um, at the point, at that point, I did not know how many Jennifer Aniston movies I had not seen yet. <laughs> So we made it our, kind of our quest to watch all of her movies and come up with our own ranking, um, started out as we were just going to release our own like Buzzfeed article or something like that, but, um, snowballed into now a podcast. So yeah, we just wrapped up season one and we're getting ready to do season two, um, Mm -hmm. in which our girl crush is Sandra Bullock.
0: Ah, that's so cool.
2: And I listened to your episode on Practical Magic. And I was totally geeking out with you because we watched that movie and just a little snippet because we'll do obviously our like our full episode on it. But totally agreed with all of your thoughts. And I was like,
0: yes, I'm so glad someone else feels this way. Yeah, it's it's such a funny movie. When I put it out, so many people like appeared from the ether and they were like, I love this movie. Yeah. And I was like, yes, come my coven! Like as you heard, I'd never seen it before, and I guess. So super emotional <laughs> in the podcast i'm like i love it this movie is so important it's so beautiful and it is it's so beautiful i was blown away by it i was literally just like is this the best movie i've ever seen now yeah, uh, <laughs> I, yeah I think it is but um i had no idea how many jennifer aniston movies there were at all that's crazy and, and sandra bullock is sh- in more yep <laughs> i was gonna say she's in more and much like nothing against Jen. Jen seems to be sort of like Jen, as if we're on, like, first name right. um, <laughs> okay. She, um, she sort of has her genre that she tends to sort of go towards, which I imagine are quite light movies. Mm-hmm. Um, still very good, but, like, quite light, whereas, like, Sartre Pellet has got her, like, Oscar movies, oh yeah, as well as her like fun rom-coms with Ryan Reynolds (laughs) kind of movies. Um, So I'm very excited to for you guys to get into Sandra. I was hoping it was going to be her. Yay! (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I'm loving getting through your podcast. Like it's it's so it's such a good excuse for me to like Jennifer Aniston was always one of those. You know when you're, like, born with internal misogyny because of the society that we live in and, like, it teaches you to, like, hate on other women? Mm -hmm. So, like, my teenage years, I'd never seen Friends and everybody was huge about it. So Mm -hmm. I was always just like, what is the fuss about this Jennifer Aniston chick anyway? (laughs) Ew. Um, And then I actually watched Jennifer Aniston in the first episode of Friends and I was like, uh, why is she one of the greatest actors (laughs) that's ever existed? Like, she better have some awards. Like, she's genuinely so good. And she's so funny and it's so great to see women being funny totally like without having to have that sort of credentials of like yes hello i was in snl and this is a comedy movie and like i'm here to be funny Mm -hmm. um kind of thing just being a hilarious natural actor um and it's kind of crazy
2: she actually turned down a spot on snl to do the show friends so I it's like really? so interesting to think about what her career might have been if she didn't yeah. do that I'm sure she would have still
0: That's been very mental. successful but like oh totally different. she yeah. has the talent but yeah I think we would see her in a completely different light because I, you have this image when when you get on SNL and for better or for worse you tend to sort of have this filter over right. you like whenever I see anyone who's from SNL in anything else I'm like Right. Yes. (laughs) Like, proven to be funny. Yeah. Tick, tick, comedy. Um, But I think it's so wonderful that, on the other hand, when you look at Jennifer Aniston, she doesn't have that. So instead it feels more impressive, weirdly, and it's not, it's all they're the same. But you're absolutely right, like, I see her as, like, an actress Mm -hmm. who's, like, acting, and she's very funny rather than just a comedy actress, mm-hmm. even though she tends to pick comedies. Like, what's her most serious movie, would you say, that she's done? Probably Cake. Cake? Yeah. yeah.
2: Nice. So she did Cake, which was a really... It, I will say, like, having watched all of her films now, I also... And and I mean, most of them are more of that lighthearted, like, rom-com kind of thing, but we, having watched more the more serious films like Cake um really get to see her in that different light and you kind of get to see her acting chops there and you're like oh yeah she she can hold she, her own in a role like up. that yeah, yeah. so okay. it's kind of fun to see all the different things she can do even though she doesn't do those quite as often
0: mm, mm definitely and it was just movies cuz i think uh she gets quite serious lately especially on tv i think yes i don't really know what i'm talking about but it seems from the posters that that looks kind of serious and she's <laughs> in it and she's up for an emmy so like i assume yes
2: <laughs> if you haven't watched it highly recommend the morning show um mm. and her production company is the one that uh produced it as well which is really cool
1: mm-hmm. i really love the really production company. Yes. Really yeah really
2: excellent show and, it, and I think totally Kim, the next too. next level as far as her type of roles. Like she's a she's a like daytime newscaster. Um, but we get to see all the behind the scenes things with her, um, the emotions that go along with that, and I mean it's it's really cool.
0: I yeah, I need to check it out. I'm so bad for TV. I need to catch up. Um, it looks so cool. I I remember in film studies when I was in A level, so a little bit about sixteen. I think my film studies teacher told us then that like jennifer aniston does all of these movies and then she puts all of that money into her own production company and i remember thinking and this was before like reese witherspoon had turned around and done like uh big little lies and started her stuff and had that whole monologue that i watch like once a week where she's like (laughs) what do we do now no woman ever says that kind of thing (laughs) um and as a teenager i remember being like that's that's i think that's what turned me i was like that's really cool. Maybe I should uh, check out some Jenna Bass <laughs> and stuff. I love it. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. Um, which is, like, the dream. like And just what a glass ceiling-breaking, badass, amazing topic for a wonderful podcast. And I can't wait for you to move on to Sandra, but, like, it's going to be so fun. Thanks. We yeah, it's
2: so either. fun to find another, um, like, female podcast host too and like think, doing movies and it's been so fun to like find other people on Instagram and start to listen to your like your podcast too. Um it's been super fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ladies who podcast, come out of the woodwork. Let's band mm-hmm. together. <laughs> Let's do this to get our voices heard. Yes. Like shut up, man. It's not all about Christopher Nolan. Let's get of Magic and Romy and Michelle back up onto the pedestal yes. <laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on. I hope this is not going to be your last time that you visit the Why This Film podcast. (laughs) Um, Very excited for your next season to come out. Thank you so much. Uh, This has been so much fun. And we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye! The Girl Crush Podcast. podcast. Some theme music. We're obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Pretty
1: good
2: plot. What about her hair? They're very messed up. So there's actually a pretty big spread. This is iconic Jen. It's perfection. I love the ending. Jen was definitely the best.
1: Oh yeah. It just has it all. It's so good. It's hilarious.
2: Great Jen hair and outfits. This was super
1: entertaining. It's true.
0: why this film podcast has a patreon patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. for three pound a month you can join camelot and enjoy early access to episodes including seasons one to three you'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod For £5 a month, you can join Ferngully. With instant access to everything from Camelot, Ferngully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Ferngully, you can be part of a live episode, where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tears, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee. And probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles. But you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why this film podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies and I hope you do too.